May 15th, Flyover Live. It's the Roast War Championship, RWC Anderson. That's right. The warriors of the Roast War Championship are bringing the cage to Anderson on May 15th. And you will see the Dead Dancing Bear, Patrick Murray, versus DJ Dangler in the main event, plus many other amazing battles. See comic versus comic inside of a steel cage. You, the audience, get to decide the outcome. And if you're not happy, you're welcome to throw some popcorn at the cage as well may 15th check out roastwarchamp.com or at roastwarchamp on facebook for more information this, this is going to be the intro to you guys fucking giggling i love it i love it oh my lord welcome to uncle buck's house i am your host kyle buck I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ. The BJ. Um, Anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's very good. Zero six, zero six, zero six. The mark of Take out the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. She's like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Uncle Buck's uh, House Podcast. It is uh, a great day to be listening. I'm glad that you got to listen to us because uh, we have a fun show in store. Um, But before we get into that, I want to let you guys know um, about where you can uh, check out uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck's House Presents. That's on its way. I want to start a production company, and I want to call it Uncle Buck's House Presents. And uh, you know, I just maybe I'll just start saying it, and it'll 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 just happen. Do it. I just need, yeah, I just need it's to do the it. Secret. Yeah, but um, live trivia, live comedy. Bunch of stuff coming your way. I'm going to run down these dates real quick. Every Tuesday, you can catch me at Kettletop Brew House um, doing top live trivia. With uh, with my good buddy Justin, um, you can catch uh, Uncle Buck's uh, Comedy Hour every other Wednesday. We will be back April twenty first uh, this coming Wednesday with Mike Wells. Uh, also, our buddy Ben Howard from the podcast is going to be on that show. He is moving to Austin in the beginning of June, so this might be one of the last times we get to see him on stage. Uh, and I will, I'm excited to get him in here, uh, get him in there. And um, yeah, we were doing that every other week. Go check out my uh, Instagram at Uncle Buck's House uh, for all those headliners that have been announced and all those dates. Um, and May 15th is, uh, May 15th is going to be the roast war championship that you just heard the promo for. So get that, get those tickets now. May 22nd, I will be opening for, uh, Chris Kattan at Beacon Hall, uh, Beeson Hall, sorry, at Beeson Hall in Franklin. Those tickets are on sale. Get those immediately. It's going to be a really, really fun show. Um, Trent Mabry and Griffin Shira are also on that show and Chris Kattan's a whole lot of fun. So that'll be great. Um, and then on May 20th, we're doing a new venue, um, for, uh, uh, we're doing a new venue for trivia. We're going to be doing the office trivia at Bad Dad Brewery in Fairmount. And then, uh, trivia April 29th. I didn't want to forget to mention this. April 29th, we're doing Harry Potter trivia at Five's Tap House in Anderson. So, um, look forward to seeing you guys all out. Now that I am done with that, Nick, how's it going, buddy? Hey, hey. Now that I'm uh, done with all that madness, yeah. we have, uh, our good buddy in studio. We haven't had, we haven't had, you know, kind of a, deep sort of thing like like we've been talking about some shit that's kind of gotten deep but there's not a lot of stuff that you know we've we've 
you know, we've talked about a lot of stuff that we've known about, but right. we're, we're, we're going to get some stuff that we maybe don't know a whole, whole lot about. And we're really happy to have our buddy Matt Owsley in here from the, uh, uh, go ahead and, and what's your blog called? Yeah. Um, uh, it's history politics theory dot wordpress.com. Hell yeah. Uh, I kind of was lazy about writing for a while and I'm starting to get back into it. Yeah. I just did a post yesterday about uh, the Soviets creating a um, fake mental illness called sluggish schizophrenia to diagnose people who disagreed with the state and compared it to how the COVID restrictions and the media and the government is basically saying if you don't like the mask mandates, you're a sociopath and Mm -hmm. this and that and kind of showing the same progression of events. And somehow it's got almost a thousand views today, and I don't know where the hell they came from because I don't even know a thousand people. But it, apparently it caught That's on somewhere. Super interesting. Somebody, somebody must have reposted it somewhere, yeah. and it took huh. off because I I don't I literally don't know where they came from. Yeah, but well, I'm, shit. Gl- I'm glad for it. It's, hell yeah. so, it's and I'm going to try to start writing again. It's hell very yeah. relevant. That's that's why people are interested in it. That's and yeah. also I I that that sort of idea like um is like it doesn't necessarily say that that. COVID is not a thing. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's hard right. to say that it's not a thing. However, and, and I think that would, would be a falsehood to, to say that it's not a thing. However, when this sort of thing happens, there are folks involved in the response right. that, that, you know, can kind of get this outcome out of it. So, so, you know, while they're not creating a fake disease called COVID-19, that doesn't mean they can't use the same tactics in, in gaining compliance. Exactly. And, and uh, even the language, you know, um, like Facebook puts up a lot of filters about it. Like the example I used, there's a is a Harry Potter meme, and it was just like, oh, I bet I can make Facebook put a warning on this, and it was just like, COVID is vaccinious or something like that, and boom, there it was. Yeah. Get information, go to the World Health <laughs> yeah. Organization. It's not even a statement. Then, it's not even a joke. It's just yeah. simply, hey, we yeah. understand that you're running this through. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. And and so like a lot of people have been saying the jab instead of the vaccine because that's what they call it in like Jabbies. Britain and Australia and all that. Yep. Well, they've caught on. So then NBC puts out an article yesterday. I think I sent it to you guys. I don't. I don't remember. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe. But the headline was like, uh, "Some of our best military members are in secret Facebook groups sharing conspiracy theories, racist things, and even QAnon theories." And I'm like, "Wait, the even QAnon theories." makes it sound like that's worse Worse, than the racism part yeah which is kind of questionable to maybe say that a conspiracy theory is worse than being a racist yeah but then in the headline it was taking jabs at such and such and i'm thinking okay so they're putting the word jabs in there yeah because they know that people are saying jab instead of vaccines now when you search for jabs it's gonna say oh well look at these conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. once again yeah and and you know it's a and you know, we uh, uh, are going to do an episode um, on the Q documentary, which uh, really um, gave me a lot of great new pieces of information that, you know, obviously Q is um, what we all kind of figured was the most likely thing is that it was complete dog shit. Right. You know what I mean? Um, or at least the, the whole concept of the storm and the whole, you know, sort of, um, you know, that that whole, you know, trust Trump being, plan. yeah, trust the plan, trust Trump. No, no fucking way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that's what, that's the, the, the first thing that, that lost me. But like, what's so interesting about it is that according to the to the documentary and, and like I said we're going to do a whole episode on it but um so so I'll spare all the details but according to the documentary it made it sound like it was just these these kind of select guys that you know just happened to uh you know that that ran this website and decided to start putting out information in this way and it just caught wildfire and again you know um like I I 
I'm starting to go away from the idea that there's like the top of the pyramid that's pulling all the strings. I think that there are, I, I think of the natural course of, of nature just happens. And there's groups of people that are, um, that know how to react to everything and, mm-hmm. and make it work for them. So, so, um, like that's sort of the, what happened is like they started posting all this shit. People started getting, ex, you know, um, it started to snowball into this thing. And like, you know, um, the the Trump administration just took it and ran with it. And it turned yeah. into the it turned into, you know, the insanity that, that we saw on the sixth. And the, like the one the one thing that Trump said about it. I did like, and uh, this is not to support Trump. I'm, sure. I'm libertarian, so I don't like any of them. Yeah, know, for basically. sure. But when the, the one time they asked him about it at a press conference, they said, oh, there's a conspiracy theory that you're trying to eliminate all the pedophiles from government. And he goes, is that supposed to be a bad thing? Yeah. And that was his response. And it's like, well, yeah, when you phrase it that way. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think, and we've talked about this, you know, off the air before, I do think that they used it to their advantage, whoever they are. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah. To have an overarching conspiracy that makes any other thing that you bring up yeah. discredited. Yeah, so that's what I think the whole psyop was that's, yeah. with yeah. it. Is that um, it, it's going? Q was created to help people be okay with discrediting. Uh, conspiracies yeah. right there's so much information out there that people are able to make their own decisions now more more so than ever and uh a way to kind of stop the whole oh wow like pe- like people see like all these conspiracies that were conspiracies that are now truths mm-hmm. and and that is alarming because then when something like covid comes out and these mask mandates come out you know, people question, like, oh, well, they've lied about this, the, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Johnson and Johnson, there's women that are getting blood clots and stuff from it or some like right after ba- they lost they shut it all lawsuit down. over putting asbestos in their baby powder. I mean, <laughs> um, like there's so many things that they are wrong about. But, you know, when Q comes out and it, it represents a whole political party and it represents, yeah. you know, it, it's it's like Dogecoin getting or doggy coin, whatever you want to call it, Doge. getting um, getting a, a, a retweet from Elon Musk. Right. You know, that's essentially what uh trump did for q it yeah was to put them because he retweeted pedestal. i mean he retweeted all kinds of stuff but oh, every yeah. time somebody had you know where we go one we go all or yeah. you know something like yeah. that in their twitter profile everybody's like oh my god he's yeah. supporting you know well, yeah. and that's gonna be the new normal that's that's what you're gonna see all these slogans come out and there's gonna be influencers that are backing this stuff mm-hmm. yeah you saw it with the um with the ben Askren fight and um and jake paul there were like it was nothing more than a marketing scheme they were marketing alcohol they were marketing different weed companies mm-hmm. and it was in like I'm, I'm like what the fuck is going on you yeah pay, like it started at like eight o'clock i got to my buddy's house after midnight and the jake paul and ben Askren fight was just about to start there were five fights total and yeah. they were like four the round fights. Talk, 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 talk. It was talk, 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 and like and some concerts. musical performances. Yeah, there were like that was exactly what the what the Mike Tyson fight was. Yeah, there That's were like exactly twelve what that was. people that performed. It's not even worth the shit. money. Yeah, it was it, insane. It's insane. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so we're gonna dive into some uh, uh, stuff that we don't you know get onto a whole lot and i think that that, that's going to be a lot of fun um but before we do that i want to tell you guys about uh 
a fucking bizarre run in that I had on Thursday night. And I told Nick about this, but like, I didn't tell him the story, but I'm like, I want to save this for the podcast because it was so weird and it was so like, I don't know. So he, here's what happened. I, uh, had a few minutes to kill. I was hungry. I hit up a buddy of mine. He said, Hey, I'm down at the bar. Um, you know, or, Hey, I'm headed down to the bar after I get done with this thing. Uh, if you want to meet me there, you know, we can get dinner or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I take my notebook with me. I had a bit idea that I want to sit down and, and work out. And so, you know, I go get a beer, sit down and I start writing and, and, uh, uh, not much longer after that, uh, this the, this woman walks by me to go to the bathroom, and apparently on the way back, she she decided to sit down and talk to me, and she started to like you know she she basically acted like she was she I got the impression she was hitting on me, and like uh which is you know flattering and I you know obviously um don't mind meeting new people but like um you know she she was like well my husband's over there so I'm not hitting on you I'm like okay that's weird. You know what I mean? But and, we are inviting you up. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, see that—that that was my other thought. I'm yeah. like, like, like what? Yeah. Like what? Like Flamingo what's going on? Flamingo alert! Here? Flamingo yeah. alert! Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, she just, you know, just kind of. She said she was drunk off three shots of rumple mints. Like, uh, the fuck is like, a rumple mint? Yeah, it's it's mouthwash, is what basically, it is. Yeah, it's it, basically it mouthwash. Like cottage cheese ass. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I have rumplements. It, it's <laughs> rumplements. It's, it's like mint flavor. Spe- what is it? Spearmint or yeah, wintergreen or like something? That. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes just like it mouthwash like to me. It's like if you drank like wintergreen skull spit. I feel yeah. like if my wife farted, I'd be like, "Oh, it smells like rumplements." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, that's like well, that's not a bad fart smell. That would be, that would be like preferable. like a fart smell. Yeah, if you could take a pill and your fart smell like rumplements, that would be kind of cool. Well, like she I, is pretty perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to this, by the way. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she, she says she's drunk off, off rumplements. She says her friend is single and da, 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 and she, uh. then she like start. Yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah. And, and so it was kind of strange. And so she, I, she sees I'm writing. Um, she decides to, uh, just go ahead and park at my table. <laughs> she decides to, you know, go, uh, poof, she let out her break, you know, pressure and, uh, like a semi, pulling into the truck stop just yeah she's here for a minute and i'm like okay this is kind of odd now and so i got two lines into what i was writing no more i wrote nothing else the entire time and she just sat there and kept talking and talking and talking and then uh my my two buddies come in and she's talking 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 she's asking me about uh about comedy and i'm like uh she's like well what made you want to be a comedian i'm like trauma (laughs) she's like she's like i get that i i got a i got a psychology degree from the university of indianapolis i said yeah there's a lot of people with psychology degrees from the university of indianapolis that are also drunk in a bar at 8 p.m on a thursday (laughs) yeah there's a there's a lot of you i understand that (laughs) and and and, uh um and she goes and she goes well no like you know um comedy comes from trauma and i'm like well i mean it, it can it doesn't have to you know what i mean yeah. like it's definitely a thing that can't happen right. and so anyway she's just she's just sitting here like trying to psychoanalyze me i'm like what's going on and so my, and she's like you know talking to my buddies and, and she's like my friends would think you guys are so hot she goes ask me how old i am and i'm just what? like you know trying not Trap. to be well, at least she gave you permission that's I, I wouldn't i'm i'm sitting here trying to react only i'm not initiating any conversation mm-hmm. she just keeps talking and we're just sitting here like hey cool i ate my entire meal while she sat there like yeah <laughs> seriously and uh like 
it was so 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 weird and then at the very end she is like well can i get a selfie with you well she asked me to tell her a joke which is the number one thing for anyone who listens to this podcast if we meet in person don't ask me to tell you a joke. Don't ask any comedian to tell you a joke because that's not how it works. It's like asking people to sing a song. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, if they're you, in a choir. Yeah, or whatever. You, you wouldn't walk up to someone who you knows in a band and and just because they don't have their guitar with them, like like if they had their guitar with them, you wouldn't be like, hey, stop everything you're doing, take that out, tune it, and play a song. Can you oh my play, god, can you Beyonce! Play Wonderwall? Please shake your ass and sing a song. For yeah, well, exactly. Might, I'm at fucking Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> um, but like, but like, um, and so you know. Uh, it was it was very very weird, and I gave her like a smart ass answer, and I told her a shitty joke, and I told her that I that I wouldn't take uh, uh, you know less than five dollars for a joke, just because I'm trying to be a smart ass at this point, and just because I'm trying to make her like walk away, so I'm kind of like trying to be a little bit rude without being directly rude, and so like uh, so some time passes, and. Um, she uh you know kind of her husband comes over tries to get her to leave she won't get her to ask what he's been doing this whole time well he realizes that she probably got caught talking to somebody because that's uh-huh. a he's this is not his first rodeo right right so he's like you know uh you know we, we gotta go we gotta go she's like no i'm not leaving and so at that point i'm like eh, well then i'm gonna leave like like i'm just i'm just kind of i'm full like i had my food i'm ready to leave and so and so she goes no 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 no. i i i didn't mean to you know be rude and i'm like well you know you did kind of like force this entire interaction you just plopped yeah. over here and just didn't leave so you know I, well, <laughs> right. well, like what am i gonna do and she goes well I didn't mean to be rude and and I'm like I you know I I guess I don't mean to be rude either but like what's going on here and she goes well you might be a little bit nicer to me if you knew what I do for a living and I'm like okay well, um whatever that is I'll see you guys later and she goes I'm a newspaper reporter and I'm like for who and she goes well the the old HB Supreme uh <laughs> there in Anderson <laughs> She oh, goes, she goes, yeah, God. exactly. Oh, and, Lord. and so I looked at her and said, oh, you're not going to remember any of our names or any of the details about what happened here. And you're going to report any of this incorrectly. Yeah. So I have no problem yeah, yeah. walking away <laughs> right now. And, yeah. and, and, and at that point, she's like, she gets her husband. She's like, no, we're leaving. We're leaving. I'm like, okay, apparently I was rude enough. Right. But it's like, but, but like, you know, what I, the hell does her being a newspaper reporter? I don't, it means yeah. nothing. It means yeah. nothing. I looked it up on their website. There's no one with whatever she said her name was but what what really pissed me off what turned me into rude was she asked for a selfie and i'm like okay cool but she's on the other side of the table at this point i'm like you can turn around yeah and get a selfie with me over the thing like cool i'm not going to be a douche and like i don't know that i'm really worth taking a selfie with anyway but like i just felt weird about her having a picture of me right is is kind of where i was interesting at. and so she walks all the way around to the corner of the table and like I'm in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I like to sit in the corner when I'm by myself because I can't see, there's nothing behind me. And so like, uh, um, I, she just gets like right in my personal space and takes one as close as she can. And I have like this weird smile in it. She sends it to her friend and it's like, this is Kyle. And I'm like, Whoa, that's, that's a, that's a boundary cross right yeah, there. I don't know who Jesus. this person is. They have a picture of me. Now you sent it to him. I'm not cool with that. And that was like kind of the, 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 you know, start of my, you know, sort of rude interaction. That's when she said, that's right. She said, well, you, you may not be upset if you knew what I did for a living. Like something about that is, you know, trustworthy. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, lady, well, if you understood the disdain that I have for any and all types of media, especially this, especially yeah. that particular 
complication paper. like like come on she you, def- you know what i mean like she definitely seems like the woman that wears the strap on i'd be more worried yeah. if she, <laughs> i'd be more worried if she said she had a blog to be 100 percent. if she said she had a blog i would be i would be way then more concerned would be on there she'd be like look at this asshole yeah she could just wait yeah. to cancel him absolutely he tried to hit on me yeah for sure yeah exactly yeah. and like even though you're just sitting there yeah and and she at multiple times like she, she yeah she tried to get one guy to like see how perky her boobs were i'm like no what, what the fuck going is going on, on here? here it's like it makes sense that you're a reporter now because you just you just came here and took no social cues understood nothing about the context of the yeah. situation and just did what you wanted to do yeah. like a reporter right does. she's definitely a flamingo her, her husband wasn't looking for her at all he was he <laughs> i don't was know that happy. that was her he husband. had to work it for he yeah. was, he was happy that she was away from him <laughs> yeah. oh i'm sure I'm, he, I, yeah, he definitely only came and he got her because he was ready to leave. Yeah, he was probably glad for the break. <laughs> he, I, <laughs> yeah. I think he looked at the watch and said, oh, God damn it, we got to go. Let yeah, me go yeah. get her. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he he walked uh, over and was like, uh, yeah, 4 a.m. comes quick. And it's like, yeah, well, okay. Well, shit, we got to get home. I got to film yeah. her OnlyFans. Yeah, she, well, she, she, <laughs> <laughs> she said, yeah, she, she said something around, along the lines of like, um, I'll, I'll do a good BJ this time. And it's like, what, what? the fuck? Like telling him like why she doesn't want to leave. Oh. Like, like, I don't want to leave. I promise I'll give you a good BJ. It's like, what the fuck are you Do talking you give about? bad ones? Is I that, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you have degree of BJ? Like, right. see, this got, is why I never leave the house right there. Right. Because I am the worst person in public. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm quiet. And if someone walked in my, I would have hit her. Like it took everything not there. Yeah. Just right in the titty. Just, just I yeah. Mean, just it, I, I don't under. I, I get it. Because, well, the first thing is I don't drink. Yeah. So I'm always sober. And then somebody that like yeah, drunk asshole. And, just, and if I'm married, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't need your attention, ma'am. Like, yeah. I, I, Go away. Hey, here's a selfie. Let me send this to a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're gonna create their with own. my with my first name. Thank God, not my last. And they're gonna yeah. create their own Tinder profile of you and probably somebody else. Probably. Oh my goodness! God damn it! And this was in Anderson. Yep. Oh boy. That's why you don't go there. No. It's a. It's a. I mean, look. I go to this bar a lot. This was n- the first time I'd ever seen this person in there, and hopefully, it's the last. But you know, not if you're lucky, buddy. It was. It was <laughs> so fucking weird. And like in that moment, I could relate, kind of. My husband the, will kick your ass. <laughs> no. Right, honey? He would have been like, no? No. no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he, like, yeah, he, yeah his, his reaction w- would literally have been like, why? <laughs> the, why the hell would I do that? You just try to show that boy your perky boobs over there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And, um, yeah. Uh, so, Man, you had yeah, a hell that, of a that, week. Was, that was fucking weird. Yeah, and then Friday night, we ate steaks and played fucking card games till three in the morning. It was it was a hell of, hell of a weekend. Grandma's eighty fifth birthday today. Got back with the family, whole Sam family for the first time in a while. Thank God we didn't have to do that over Zoom call again. Oh, <laughs> that was Lord. a tragedy. Did you have any family hangouts over Zoom no, call? No, we didn't do. Which my my family's fairly small as yeah. far as hangouts, but no, we didn't. There was a massive technological barrier. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you're good in or my you're house not. in my house specifically like <laughs> like I love my mom to death and she doesn't listen to this podcast um, but I'm still gonna try and say this as respectfully as possible but there's just a part of working with computers that just doesn't take mm-hmm. you know what I mean and um, 
we did a family zoom call and it was it was the most disastrous thing because she tried she had it on speakerphone she's holding it in front of my grandma her and they're they're on the same device i'm on my device in the same house and <laughs> so is that going and so i have headphones in because i'm like this will help with the feedback no it only added a delay <laughs> So I hear mom being loud as hell. And then she comes talking, in your headphones. And like, then I hear it in my headphones. Yeah. And um, because grandma can't really hear anyway. Right. Um, she she uh, keeps asking, what? What? And you know, every time that you talk, your screen pops up. And it's like, so someone will be talking and she can't hear them on the phone. So she'll ask, what's going on? What are they saying? You know what I mean? And it's, it was just this thing. And then, like, it was it was so nuts. Like, it gave me so much overstimulation, like, like oh, yeah. overstimulated anxiety. I, I was like, I have to, like, drive me crazy. I finally walked outside because I'm like, okay, this at least, you yeah. know, changes the sound of it a bit. But it was just, it was nuts, man. But, it, but going out to eat today for Grandma's 85 and going to the park for cake was awesome so that's a long um, time yeah 85 it's nuts i thought about it today and i asked her i said so you've a world war a depression well a depression a world war you know another major war and a recession a pandemic yeah, yeah the recession pandemic 9-11 like you she she's lived through so damn much in 85 years mine yeah, just turned nuts. 94 damn uh, about a week and a half ago so same thing with yeah. just talking about stuff throughout history you know yeah this might be a good transition think about all the trauma that they went through based on everything that you just like described yeah. Yeah. and you know it may have not directly affected them but indirectly it completely changed perceptions. Right. Like, you know, the way families were back in the 1950s and mm-hmm. the way they are now, sure, technology had something to do with that. But perception has just, it's completely different. Yeah. What's on the news, what's in movies, um, what we, you know, uh, what the standard for you know a boss lady is now yeah, or, right. or, or let's say you know a bad bitch or you know whatever sure. the songs are yes queen but i yeah. mean like yeah, everything sure. and that's is awesome. so yeah. different and, and but there's just so much trauma that's involved with all that i mean and, if you think about we were what about 12 when september 11th happened mm-hmm. and my right. grandma was 14 when pearl harbor happened yeah you know i mean that that's interesting just the amount of stuff and the similarities and i mean she talks about when jfk was shot she remembers you know being at work and somebody came up to her and said did you hear the president got shot and she thought they were telling a joke like it was a setup there's gonna be a punchline. she's like no what happened and they're like no really he got shot you know and she's like oh shit and then she yeah. talks about like back then they let everybody off work to watch his funeral you know, that was like a national event was yeah. to watch that. And uh, she talks about like uh, when Jack Ruby shot Oswald, her and my grandpa saw that live on TV. Like she talks yeah. about that because they were watching TV and Ruby shoots him. And she said, my grandpa goes, oh, he shot the son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, I mean, that's I, a list. Oh, like, damn I it, they got him. <laughs> but like just the, the number of crazy events like that. And like she remembers when they tried to shoot Reagan. And, yeah. Um, 
Hinckley Jr., his dad, and Neil Bush were business partners. Absolutely. And, and who was the vice president at the time? George W. George Bush. George H. W. Who Bush. was in Dallas when Kennedy was shot. George yep. Director H. of the CIA Bush. at the time. Recruited Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Into the, uh, the it, was it the Marksman program? Or no, I think he was just a recruit. I don't think he actually yeah. got in. He was, but he was on the, he was on the recruit list. He was. Fucking uh, nuts, man. And and Bush was in the CIA then. Still, still denied it. Yep. But there's documentation. Uh, Bay of Pigs. So he was running the Zapato Oil Company was the CIA front that he was doing to get through some Central American stuff. Well, the two ships involved with the Bay of Pigs were the Zapata and the Barbara. Oh, shit. So if if, you can't tell me that Bush Sr. wasn't involved with that when the ships are named after his oil company and his wife. Yeah, that's nuts. He might be Aleister Crowley's daughter. Yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) I did uh, did listen to a podcast recently that found out that that was not true that they uh that the that there was damn it all right i i need to find out who that was but they they said that there was a there was a piece of genealogy that was discovered that um uh, yeah but uh but anyway they still look alike sure but, oh yeah you know. oh yeah but very much so but um you know it's a it's a uh yeah it's a bizarre fucking situation um i lost my train of thought what were we on well i was kind of going into um like the uh, MK Ultra, I, I I saw something that somebody was interested of uh, about a Britney Spears um, being oh with the Bush administration. Yes, yes, yes. So there was, uh, if you look at various things during the Bush administration and the times that Britney Spears went crazy, the things that w- would have looked really bad for Bush. She had like her episodes right around then. I can't remember specifically what order they were in, but like, remember when they had the mission accomplished sign on yeah. the Navy carrier and all that? It was like that was when she was driving her kids with no seatbelt or whatever. And then, uh, when they found that when they made the announcement that there were no actual weapons of mass destruction found, that was when she shaved her head, yeah, and like all this stuff. So it was like, is she an asset? Was one of the theories of like, you know, they use celebrities to to take attention away from national stories was she one of them and wasn't there uh an interview where she was asked flat out about like her thoughts on the war she was asked you know in, in an interview uh a pretty high profile interview her thoughts on some political thing like no one's ever asked britney spears a fucking question about yeah. foreign policy right you know, like, especially like, if she's you, shaving her head and yeah, doing right. crazy yeah. shit and and this was this was um uh this was before she went fully fully this was one of the first things she she said, but uh, shortly after 9-11, like, like when they were really talking about like going to war, she was in this interview and they asked her, you know, how do you feel about, you know, possibly getting back into war with whatever? And she goes, I just think we need to wholeheartedly 100% trust the president. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, uh, they know what's best for us and they know what, you know, or, or whatever. And she was just like, you know, trust the president 100%. Yeah. And then these other things sort of happen and it's like, hmm, you know her, what I mean? Like, the ad came out the same day as something else that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Uh, like, like she really could have said something way more generic. Yeah. That wasn't just, we need to trust the president 100%. Right. Like, like, she could have seriously said that she, like, you know, she uh, isn't the person to talk to about that and that she just hopes that we can come out with the most, you know, peaceful resolution possible. Like, that's right. the pageant answer. Yeah. That's, the, that's right. the trained what, answer. What do you dream of? World peace. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the cookie cutter answer, but it, it really, like, they showed the context, like, the first 
first two or three minutes leading up to that interview and the first two or three minutes yeah. after and it it is shoehorned in there yeah and it's and it's just, just like weird. out of nowhere yeah and there's the diane sawyer interview too have you seen the one where they i, I don't remember what she asked her but she just kind of stares off into space for a minute and then she goes oh hi hello like she just like came there's, out of a trance there's been yeah. video of uh shaquille o'neal doing the same thing yeah like yeah. When he's doing the tnt basketball mm -hmm. and um, barkley too barkley just there i think and, barkley's just like that though yeah it, it, well and that's <laughs> that's what's weird is like when when barkley does it it's kind of like oh barkley's just whatever yeah but when Shaq was doing it, it he literally looked like a robot like yeah, he was like there was one where he was just cheesing. I mean, just the biggest smile, like, and he just was he was stuck like that for a good minute. Kanye and a half, West too minutes. on the on Ellen, uh, he started talking about the Illuminati or something, and she kept making this hand symbol towards him, and every time she'd what? do that, he'd like come back down. BJ, see if you can is find that. that yeah, is is that Kanye West, MK Ultra? ellen i don't know well, i don't know so, if it'll come up or not anymore but i know um i know that uh shack is a uh 32nd degree freemason i believe <clears throat> yeah um and you know uh like that's that's just a i mean that it's not a mutually exclusive thing but like you know that's that's something to keep in mind is that you know that that is a religiously affiliated organization like even if you just look at the straight you know um the if even if you just look at the lodge level like the number one thing the first thing they ask me is you know um uh do you believe in God? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Not, do you believe in a higher power? Like, right. do you go to church? Do you, you know, believe in life after death? No. Do you believe in God? And, um, you know, a lot of their, um, that a lot of their moral plays and a lot of their ritual, it, it all comes from, you know, that, that sort of, um, deep, almost like I, uh, you know, that, that deep devout sort of, you know, um, pious well I, I don't want to say pious that's not the right word but i guess devout spiritualism um to to god and christianity specifically oh yeah <clears throat> so um was talking about mind control what is this uh cia gateway project the gateway is the uh like the astral projection out of body so it, it's through hemi what they call hemisync and like you know what binaural binaural beats are mm -hmm. i think we've i listen to those before, every yeah. i love binaural beats well uh, there's a it's called the cia gateways and uh you can i have somewhere the mp3s downloaded i've never actually listened to them like in a you know the setting that you're supposed to but it's supposed to sync up both hemispheres of your mind and be able to let you astrally project yourself into other locations. And the CIA spent millions of dollars on this in the 80s. I mean, it's declassified on their website. And yeah. I mean, they've got the documents and everything. And basically, they were using it as a part of spycraft. And they were using it um, having people, they would uh, more or less have them project their consciousness into say soviet missile silos oh so like the, the men who stare at goats yeah more i mean that's kind of what that was loosely based on okay and they would be able to do that and they said that was more efficient obviously than trying to send a actual oh, spy in there sure. but the I, the problem they ran into was that other countries started doing the same thing and so then they the consciousnesses i can't talk consciousnesses of the individuals would sometimes clash like oh, they shit. could almost battle like 
more or less a spiritual metaphysically or so, or, yeah metaphysical battle of their consciousnesses they would set up guards so like let's say that russia was trying to look into something at langley they would have a group of people who had this talent that would try to block them try to block any incoming consciousness now i don't know how it all worked i don't know if it there was actual legitimacy to it but that's what they reported I mean, that's... Fuck. You know, I mean, the CIA wow. reported it and documented it and spent millions I mean, of dollars on it. That's like that's like some Jesus devil, yeah. you know, God devil type shit. Yeah, and, you know, when uh, I hear more and more um, uh, people with uh, verified experiences, um, uh, like verified truth like that they're telling the truth not necessarily verifying that the event itself right. happened but that they're not lying about it and don't have a you know head trauma or mental illness that would you know um but th that they're having more and more experiences about uh um gosh i cannot remember the guys i think it's bledsoe I think the last name is Bledsoe. They were on Tinfoil Hat recently, but this guy actually had a Discovery Channel special uh, made about his family um, that they like intentionally edited oh, the, the questions. Guy? Yes, who, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, that um, that his dad. They were all devout um, Catholics. Were they Catholics or there was Christian? Some sort of, or? I mean, the, some sort of Christianity. Yeah, it? I mean, it, it, it was. It was like rural North Carolina in the seventies, so some kind of yes, and, and Baptist I, or you know. that's it, Southern Baptist. That's totally, yeah, yeah. No, they were Pentecostal. That's were right. They, okay, they, they were Pentecostal. So you know, they dance around with the, with the snake charming venom and all that. You know what right. I mean? Like speaking in tongues and whatnot. So they. 100% believe in, you know, Satanism and the devil, casting the devil out. Right. You know, you going to rouse again, you know what I mean, like, like that sort of thing. Um, but he he his dad had this experience where like this this light uh um just kind of knocked him unconscious, but he was missing about 15 to 30 minutes and like as soon as he called into the police station to report this, well, well, he told his family first, and it caused a big mm -hmm. divide in his family, and it caused a huge issue. You know, a couple of the kids... The mom thought he was possessed or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually called a priest in to, yeah. to try and exercise the dad, yeah. and the kid was traumatized by it. And it's the kid who's telling the story. Um, and uh, the long story short... Um, he's visited other multiple times and it's people can see things when they're with him mm -hmm. and that, that the, that the government came in and was very, very interested and, and the government came in and actually recorded his information. And he's like, I, I sat with the director of the national security, um, in my house along with members, high ranking members of the Pentagon. Um, as soon as they found out that my dad had missing time, mm -hmm. he was, he was of interest. Yeah. And, uh, that you know yeah it's fucking nuts man his name was ryan bledsoe ryan, ryan bledsoe, bledsoe. I, I didn't listen to it but i because i always listen to those for the most part yeah and i was like i didn't i think i missed that one it was a couple weeks ago i want to say yeah and and i he, have this weird thing where i remember what i was doing i was cleaning carpets listening to it i don't know <laughs> I, like, I remember what i was doing you have when this co-association yeah, thing yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah no it's a it's super super cool uh because he he and the reason it, it struck me the most was not only is is you know he's not really trying to make money out of the story he's just like look our family's not crazy like discovery channel said they did discovery channel made this documentary to make my family look crazy right. they edited because, a bunch of quotes out of 
context. Exactly. Because of the legitimacy of the story, they needed mm-hmm. something in public that they could just point to. Right. Um, because all these people from all these different organizations, he said Tom DeLong reached out to him. Yeah. And like all these other, you know, people that are into alien life. Right. And and he also Greer said might, I, think I think that might be too. a psyop as well. What? Uh Tom DeLong. Maybe. The Quite possible. Or maybe well, just is, a, is MUFON the one that he's with? The I don't know. Mutual UFO something something. Maybe. I can't remember which organization it is. Um, but the but the main thing that he was saying is is like the whole idea of flying saucers and the whole sort of thing of them coming from the sky and little green men is completely Hollywood yeah. CIA fabrication. Well, the flying saucers were Nazi technology. Yeah, yeah, more Absolutely. or less. Um, what was his name? Was it Reinhard Gellin? That he was either the propaganda guy that tried to cover it up or the one that invented. I can't remember, but the, I know the name Reinhard Gellin's associated. Yeah, but they made. Well, is like the the Nazi bell is what they called it. Gotcha. But it looked like a flying saucer, essentially. And whatever the technology was, instead of like you think of a regular rocket propelling, this would create a vortex that would basically suck it up into the air. Oh. So we said, imagine if instead of fish swimming, fish were swum by the water. Oh, like if the water gotcha. pulled the fish, or if birds were flown by the air instead of flying yeah. through, like basically the the it would create a vortex through the center of it, and that's why it was saucer shaped, oh. and it had that dome in the middle was to let the vortex through, and it would the it would have the air pull it instead of propelling itself. Wow! And that was some technology they were working on, and there's actual photos of it. I mean, it's not just a made up thing but that's what they think roswell was because all the paperclip scientists came over here and they think that that may have been where that came from and they thought oh shit we got caught using this nazi technology you mean the operation paperclip scientists yeah okay yeah paperclip operation paperclip scientists all the nazi scientists that we hired after the war oh yeah crazy war criminals yeah I i didn't know they went to that to the to the Roswell thing, yeah, well, it, it was short. They, they may have. After we don't. Roswell. We don't. Yeah. It, we don't know a hundred percent on that. But that's what the speculation is: is that the craft they found at Roswell was associated with that. Yeah, and that that's where the idea of the flying saucer aliens came from was basically pre Mockingbird era, where the CIA was involved with journalism and everything. The government basically said hey, we need to talk to some sci-fi writers and have them make this, you know, fake-looking alien stuff to cover yeah. it up. And, oh, that's just from a movie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's... it's And the the main point I was getting at it is that it's, it's, it is more... Like, when you say a battle of consciousness, that seems more realistic to me mm-hmm. than flying saucer coming down and, like, a green man popping out of it with a laser. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I, yeah. I... We have battles of consciousness every day. Mm-hmm. That's what social media mm-hmm. is well with ourselves too sure yeah. oh absolutely I mean, you got your you got your positive and negative yeah you know, even just how do i respond to this email yes right. you oh, know, for sure shit like that yeah and and you know we we are all just simply you know avenues for our consciousness you know what i mean we we just have this this limited perspective and these limited senses and these um you know these these just bodies that we have and all we all we can do is try to you know project our consciousness in the best way possible and you know when when you have a governing body that has spent you know quite a bit of time with the technology of that realm um (laughs) figuratively and literally that that does have the ability to not only dictate the media that you consume 
but they have that technology like you it, it's it's hard for me to not think that you know there are some folks out there that are like hey this is going to have a negative effect on the on on you know those that we get the most out of being the general pub, public mm-hmm. and while they may not be creating incidences of um you know uh trauma directly themselves they put the ingredients out there and let the alchemy work you know what i mean and and how, do, how do you feel about like the collective conscious and unconscious do you think that's kind of connected to it absolutely because one of the things i i don't know if it was cia or if it was another um institution but they're all interlinked anyway but it was kind of related to the gateway thing it was a spinoff from it they did random number generators in different places throughout the world and with a random number generator the the odds of each number should be approximately the same you know i don't i think it was like ones and zeros you know it's like how many times does it land on one how many times does it land on zero and it should be close to 50 50 49 51 Right before major world-shifting events over the past 25 years, those numbers have started to go more like 40, 60, 30, 70. They said, right, they said in the 12 hours prior to the 9-11 attacks, or whatever you want to call them, whether you think it's false flag or a real attack, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened. Yeah, yeah. Before you the know, events before, of 9-11. Before the events yeah, of 9-11, sure. the numbers were like 20, 80 is like one one or the the one or the zero like one or the oh, other is like shit. 80% and like the the really big tsunami in Japan the you know several years ago the numbers would start shifting and it's almost like something in the global consciousness knew something was about to happen yeah and you know <clears throat> Nick, we've said this a million times. Anyone who knows us knows that this is something that we talk about a lot, and that is the fact that the Earth is a uh, living thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, um, and, and I kind of mentioned the idea that the last two years, um, you know, uh, the sun has felt physically more intense mm-hmm. than, than it has in the past, and and I'm talking about just from 2019 to 2020, and yeah. I spent the same amount of time outside in 2019 as I did in 2020, probably more time outside in 2020, um, but uh, the but I remember wearing the same clothes, being outside in the sun, and being like, damn, this not only am I darker than not only do I get more red than I normally do, like the transition from shade to sun, especially right now. Mm-hmm. is so intense and mm-hmm. like getting in your car like it just feel it just feels way more hotter it, uh, way more hot they feel way more hotter to me um it just feels is way he more hotter is he like me yeah is he smart as he like me um yeah i uh it, it just and so to me that could be the earth um or just the 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 universal consciousness our solar systems consciousness um way of absorbing and accepting more sunlight to try and kill the virus you know what i mean because sunlight is um you know that this strand is super susceptible to sunlight so you know it's a it's one of those things that like you know um why couldn't the earth start to you know why wouldn't the earth feel before it sneezed you know what i mean like that's like like that sucks but the earth sneezing is a tsunami or on the the, um kind of depressing side of it is it a global consciousness feeling that we all have of the fear associated with being outside because everybody's supposed to be locked down you're supposed to be in your mask you're not supposed to go out and do things you know the parks are closed you know you can't take your kid to the playground last summer and this and that everybody's scared of getting out and about so when you do that feels more intense that sun feels more intense because it's almost like subconsciously there's a guilt associated with being out and the global consciousness and that's and that's because so many people are talking 
about you know uh the social distancing being far away being enclosed being Mm -hmm. you know not present in places not going to work not going to sporting events not going to the gym not going Mm -hmm. to the grocery store that type of repetition of stay in the house stay in the house stay in the house stay in the house mm-hmm. or stay safe stay safe stay safe because that's what your reptilian brain goes to mm-hmm. yeah it, it it goes to the most simplest forms you know am i going to live or am i going to die mm-hmm. yeah. and, it, and that's why you get you get this effect and one of my good friends explained it to me he said you know have you ever been walking down through the forest and you see you know, maybe some old rope on the ground and out of the corner of your eye you think it's a snake you jump up last week i actually found some old rope in the woods last week but go did, ahead did sorry. you think it was a snake huh man kind of for a second so uh he was explaining how like that is your your reptilian brain talking over your um logical, logical brain. brain and he had the scientific words for it but um and he said that with like with like the stuff that we do now the the reptilian brain is more engaged rather than the engagement of the logical brain and the stuff that like your reptilian brain likes is like ego type based Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. like so uh posting on the internet um uh telling people about your day and getting likes and oh that's so awesome like just that can i get a dopamine yeah absolutely exactly exactly and um you know when you're meditating when you're um smoking medical marijuana or doing medical mushrooms and you get these new feelings of uh, mindfulness that is that is the fight against your uh, reptilian brain Mm. And, and people are right now stuck in that reptilian mode and mm-hmm. i think that's where people you know when they talk about reptiles that yeah. live the, like i don't know that that's literal the I, reptilian overlords right I, I, right I think that is just you know them that's more metaphorical met, in my sure, mind. metaphorically talking yeah like these people are so reptilian brain mm-hmm. that they like this is how big their ego is they fight they will flight do or right freeze and yep. they choose fight right right whenever they can yeah it's, but yeah i i think yeah i think that's a that's perfect um and that makes sense to me that you know maybe we do just perceive the sun to be more intense because and maybe also because we value it more you know what i mean there's there's that part of it as well positive side yeah absolutely for sure (laughs) um but you know it's it's a it's a it's fucking crazy but um BJ did pull up the kanye west on on ellen thing um that we, we want to take a look at Hopefully it's got the right. I'm sure it has the right angle. Watch her hands. Seven minute long rant, shocking Ellen into near silence. I'm with you. Jay is in the building. But how did we get here? Please welcome the one and only Kanye West. Fucking on set, Kanye looks calm and composed. But then. And then you tweeted out that you wanted Mark Zuckerberg to, to give you $53 million. In hindsight, should that have gone on Facebook? Yes. I yes. should have put it on Facebook. Now I understand why he didn't hit me back. So begins his explanation <laughs> for wanting Mark Zuckerberg's money. I feel that if I had more resources, I could help more people. And then Kanye starts to cover a lot of ground. My dad lived in homeless shelters less than five years ago. I have a condition called synesthesia where I see styles. I called the head of Payless. Alan's face says it all. We are lost. But is it really anything we haven't heard before? Picasso is dead. 
He had a thing for Picasso <laughs> during his leaked SNL. They cut out her. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah okay. This is still. Anything. That's not the, fucking yeah, that's edited for Yeah. yeah. Change the world, which he clearly stated on stage. Because doesn't she keep all her shit on Ellen Tube? Like you can't really. In 2020, to run for president. And of course, he has been very vocal about he his did. artistry. Yeah. This came out in 2016. Five years old, art school, PhD, Art Institute of Chicago. I am an artist. Yep, this is just more Kanye being Kanye. Don't tell yeah, me if you watch it uncut, she yeah. does some things with her like, hands every time he starts going off the rails. Yeah, and I could, that's also a, a host, that's also host uh, communication sometimes for like, you know, cut the feed or we need to cut yeah. the mic, we need to cut right. go to commercials. Right. Yeah, but right after this, he um, goes on there talking about um, social media said Hillary was going to win. And then it's, you know they he starts talking about mind control mind controls yeah he starts going oh like, shit he yeah. went through that on he went through that on Twitter he started talking yeah. about mind control and stuff like that that's that's what the Kardashians and didn't are. Uh, and didn't uh, Kanye went to that UCLA medical center right that yep. the one that yeah. Britney Spears the one went Britney to Spears and, and uh, Lindsay Lohan I wonder if Shaq ever went there that'd be interesting that would be I mean he's lived in yeah he has, oh for sure what's he's the in chick LA. that was on. Uh, uh, the Teen Nick, Jamie Lynn Spears, no, no the no. one Amanda Bynes, yeah, oh, she went, yeah, yeah, she went there too, and then had, I mean, she Fucking did the head shave Schneider, and everything, dude. yeah, yeah, Dan Schneider's a piece of shit, man. I, okay, if you Crazy don't know who Dan Schneider is, Jeanette McCurdy is like yeah. uh, one of the latest yeah. victims. Her and um, uh, the iCarly, wh- wh- whoever plays iCarly, I, I can't remember Miranda Cosgrove, yeah, Miranda Cosgrove, yeah. yeah, I mean, and you know, he's supposedly like allegedly, um you know fathered uh, Jamie Lynn Spears child right like there's a lot of speculation um, what speculation the fuck? that like because it was it, when that happened she was like what 16 right she was 16 yeah, 17 15, years 16. old and you know um she was on that show on Nickelodeon um uh and uh what was it like like uh i think it was on maybe your place or i can't remember someone else um uh, their kid was really into it, but uh, uh, they were on that Disney. She was on that Disney. That uh, sorry, Nickelodeon show, and like that he was an executive producer for that. But like all these, um, he has just so many also weird photos that are like were on were on his social media accounts. You can find some of them like they're, they're archived on like DuckDuckGo and stuff. You can find them. But yeah, if you don't know who Dan Schneider is, he's. He's the like bi- the head of Nickelodeon. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's was. he's the big fat guy that plays the manager in Big in Good Burger. He was also yeah. the head of the class. He was head of the class yeah. because uh, one of his partners came off there too was Brian Robbins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how Makes I sense. knew a lot of that was because he was the and then they ended up making yeah um, Good Burger and then they made a bunch of stuff. They always worked together. That's that's the weird thing. Yeah, he was the executive yeah. the executive producer of all that. Um, he's worked with Keenan his entire mm-hmm. life, uh, his entire acting career. I, I well, I mean, as a young person, yeah, you know, he 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 brought him onto all that and then turned him into Good Burger and then you know just went on from there. And like you know, there's just so many weird stories that have come out of there. A lot and, about him, uh, like the little girls or the younger girls on set. He he offered to rub their feet and stuff well, and, yeah. he, and he takes pictures with their in fact it's, his, it's yeah it took pictures of their feet and like i mean it was his call to turn the nickelodeon logo into a foot yeah like if you're an adult and what? you got a weird fetish yeah dude that or, was, that was know, his whatever, decision yeah but if you're playing with 10 year old girls feet that yeah that's that's yeah not okay. and, and so you Jesus. know like and then he did actually get busted with you know he got yeah. caught for something and then they rehired um, him 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, BJ, you might be able to find that quicker than I can. But um, I keep trying to tell my wife to start a feet only fans. No, like <laughs> the thing about thing about, only feet. Yeah, yeah only. the thing about it is he was with Sam and Cat, Victorious, iCarly, Jesus, the whole um, lineup. Yeah, Zoe 101, Drake and Josh. That was that sh- Jamie Lynn Spears show. That's right. Drake and Josh uh, as well, yeah. Uh, and then all that, and then what I like about you, and then that's the Amanda Bynes show. Yep. I and bet you he's like telling these i don't even want to say it that's that's just man like yeah Jesus and, and and these are the ones that we that we know about you know what i mean and um you know ariana grande came out of that short that sort of dan schneider uh uh class of, of actors and you know yep. like um look at uh, look at what she's tied in with the stuff she talks about or yeah her occult her occult nish i don't know if that's even a word but yeah her, I mean, uh, it is now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she. Yeah. D- and you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, um, there it is a it is a known fact that the MK Ultra program is is real. It they, is. It, they have not hired him back. They haven't. Good. Oh shit. Uh, it's been close to three years since Nickelodeon opted part ways with famed producer Dan Snyder, the mastermind behind many Nickelodeon fame shows of the last several decades. Some of the popular titles include, um. All that iCarly, Amanda Show, Drake and Josh, Zoe One, and Victorious. After reports of abusive behavior began to surface in 2018, Nickelodeon deemed it appropriate to say goodbye to their longtime collaborator. Um, they've been he's been with Nickelodeon since 1980. Yeah, and every everybody from almost all those shows, they don't have like a career in show business now the only one that really does is ariana grande mm-hmm. and yeah. jeanette mccurdy is not well i mean keenan is is you know one of the is um arguably one of the best sketch actors of all time mm-hmm. um and and you know like like yeah but but no you you're totally right like there's maybe three people from that that are still working um, and don't have didn't have some sort of trauma along the way right. like Kel Mitchell like I don't know that he came out about any trauma but you know um, child actors you know it's it's a it's a tale old as time you know um, child actors go through so much shit yeah um, and you know there was uh, there was an article that I saw just recently today about a guy who um, was a was a Jesuit um, uh, was a Jesuit uh, priest in a monastery around college age and uh, just a few years after going on a couple of these mission trips he just randomly switched his mind and wanted to still you know be for the Peace Corps but wanted to be non-religious and people thought that was really weird come to find out that uh, you know he is now publicly coming out talking about how the priest that he was in these these uh, um, travels uh, with abroad you know had taken advantage of him and raped him four times and Jeez. and you know he he, uh, he, you know, um, that was something that, you know, he didn't come out with for many, many, many years and had been trying to work through. And then you sort of, you know, take that thing and, you know, sometimes it, it gets that gets that to that level, you know, in Hollywood. Sometimes it's as like like uh, the issue with with that whole thing is like it, it, you either hear the, the extremes, either nothing happens or you know, people only talk about the adrenochrome sucking the blood out of tortured kids sort of thing. But like, there's this fucked up area in the middle that can range even from just the drugs. Yes, exactly. G- giving drugs to a kid at way too young of an age, even mm-hmm. though you don't 
touch them physically yeah. and you don't touch them. You have given them the may you have given them the means to put themselves in interactions where that can happen to them. Right. And likely has to some point. So like Or like, or know. it makes them perceive that whatever this person is doing to them yeah, is okay for sure and that's i mean that's kind of a part of the whole mk ultra thing is is a lot of these people are you know not right so they're given medications mm -hmm. to dull them to kind of you know uh make them more controllable mm -hmm. um and that's what they do to kids you know adhd yeah. add those medications it just it just slows them down and, yeah. and, and makes them obey and and then those kids grow up and you know they're you sit through school and you're you have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom you got bells ringing to tell you when to go and then you go to work and you're already pre-trained for you got to clock in and clock out i mean mm -hmm. that's why public education took off is the industrial revolution yeah they it's the rockefeller they, way yeah the rockefeller way they said that we need to find a way to make kids because they they before that they didn't have that they and weren't used to changed. sitting in yeah they weren't used to sitting in a room and being dismissed by a bell and asking permission to go to the bathroom and now you've got stories about amazon workers having to piss in bottles in the factory yeah and then you know, the, whole and the, FedEx the same thing. thing that happened yeah you know, it, i don't know we still don't know what happened like what yeah. the reason was behind it but like it's 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 those types of environments that that mm -hmm. those things kind of those things happen going there, postal know? i mean that was because someone actually went postal at the post office yeah. i mean that's where that phrase came from and i worked for the postal service several years ago and i can see where that would make yeah. you want to do it i mean yeah. i quit instead of shooting a bunch of people uh i thought that just quitting and not going back was probably the better option you know than mass murder but yeah <laughs> yeah I, you know <laughs> for sure <laughs> on, uh, on hulu there's a documentary by punky brewster called um kid 90 oh yeah it's 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 amazing it's, yeah I, it's, that sounds interesting i'd like to watch that it's, yeah it's, she goes through like from being punky brewster all the way that's soleil moonfry right that's yep. that's her name and at, the, and at the end like it shows all the oh, people who killed themselves fuck like, yeah like it's uh like there brian austin green's on there mm -hmm. and it also uh talks about how charlie sheen who was way older took her virginity yep and it was like what he, the and it goes through and shows what it's like to be a Hollywood in the nineties. And, but it doesn't like, it doesn't tie into what we're talking about MK ultra, but it shows like behind the scenes yeah. that these kids stuck together just to get through. It. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And you it's, have it's to. such, absolutely it, it's such a good thing that that's on there. And cause they're about to redo punky B Brewster again. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, but you go through and just look at the relationships and, um, um, like Steven Dorf's brother killed himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like he, River they, Phoenix died young. He didn't kill himself, but he certainly And then the uh had kid, addictions at a young age. Kids all Star Wars or I'm sorry, Star Trek the New Generation, Jonathan. He was in the Chuck Norris movie. Uh oh. he killed himself too. Yeah. 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 Like there's Jesus so many Christ, suicides. Man. So yeah. and mm -hmm. you just wonder about being a child star. But it's a great documentary. Highly recommended. I'm yeah. watching I and like I even teared up a little bit because you're like, damn. Sure. Because, you know, I was a nine. I grew up in the 90s. So. Oh, yeah. You guys were, what, born in the 90s? I was born in the 90s. Just before. We, yeah, we, we, we grew up in the 90s, yeah. I was yeah. born in 80, so I love the 90s. Those were our kid years. Yep, yep. It was... Uh, um. Yeah. I mean, it's a... It's a... Yeah. It's a crazy fucking thing. But... Uh, so we're going to go kind of rapid fire around here. So we've kind of brought up a bunch of random topics. And just so that people aren't, you know, kind of in the dark, these topics are ones that have been, you know, brought up 
to you know either you know to Matt through his blog or to us through the podcast you guys have just sent us like stuff that you know we maybe haven't talked about a lot and so Matt was nice enough to compile a list for us a a book list <laughs> oh the, yeah it's like 20 something pages of bullets yeah 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 so so, so those <laughs> suggestions plus others are in here so we're going to go kind of down a rapid are, rapid fire this here this is on this is on your blog correct like no i haven't posted the list it, this is was like my list of like hey here's some things i could write about and then we started talking about doing a show of just kind of hey here's let's do some quick takes on some things you should you should definitely do that you should create some um like um uh not, seen, um, not like an infographic but but something yeah. similar have you with- seen like the biblioteca you uh pleiades it's actually a Spanish website, but there's a lot of um, English translated articles and things on it, and it's all okay. kinds of. It's mostly alien stuff, but they kind of. It's that's almost cool. like a repository of like, here's where to find links on this. Here's a oh, bunch of, that's awesome. So I kind of got an idea from that of like, I should do that for other topics, you know, eventually. Yeah, like an archive. Yeah. Of of stuff that people may not even think of. Right. Interesting. So the first one that I want to talk about is so we kind of talked a little bit about uh, you know. Uh, alien life being more interdimensional than you know extraterrestrial right and one of those uh one of the things you can't not bring up in that realm of conversation again no pun intended but i'll take it uh archons Mm -hmm. so what what kind of break down archons for me again what what are they like aren't they like the spiritual demon right like aren't they Uh, the uh, if you're familiar with the idea of a poltergeist it's most relatable to that okay um it's i don't want to say thought demons because i don't think that they are always demons but that's kind of what it's associated yeah. with but it's um it's how they're described yeah, a lot and of similar times. to um tulpas as well where it's almost like the the collective consciousness of the people if enough people are thinking about something, yeah. it kind of brings it into existence. Yeah. It, it so creates like, the entity. Right. That's so, the whole intention. Yeah. That's right. ritual. That's the, yeah, that's the reason for yeah. ritual. And it's, it's basically on the spiritual realm version of that. Like, yeah. okay, well, maybe originally there wasn't such thing as, for example, the devil. But enough people believed in the devil that it created that entity yep. on the spiritual realm that there is that evil entity. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where the archons go with that on the interdimensional level. They're more the, like you think of aliens or extraterrestrials, the little green men, the tall grays, the tall whites, the yeah. whatever, the short blacks. I don't know what the hell they all are. <laughs> the, there's like the cream blues. and I mean, there's all kinds yeah. of shit if you look into a little bit further. But the archons are like the spiritual version of aliens almost. But they're created by the consciousness into existence because enough people believe in it gotcha so so uh, i've heard the archons described as kind of like like they have been often times described as like the entity that people experience a lot with like sleep paralysis that could that, that could be one of them yeah, yeah. so so h- how do they normally like manifest how would an how would an archon like is that something that we would only experience maybe in a dream state or is potentially that, or does it manifest potentially as you know um we could, could it could it possess i don't know on on the possession part yeah. but i know that like as far as manifestation it's a lot like, you know, we were talking about with the gateways. It's almost like an astral projection kind of thing where you're seeing another dimension. Yeah. And sometimes like um, with sleeping disorders, like sleep um, paralysis, you've manifested something subconsciously or something's neurologically not working right, whatever the case, whatever the cause is, that 
entity is being created in your mind, but it's real to you when you're in that moment. Yeah. I mean, I've not experienced, my wife has had sleep uh, had, paralysis I problems. It. It's yeah. the scariest thing because yeah. uh, I tried to scream and all I can get out. Yeah, and yeah. it's real to you in that it, moment. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm awake, and you can tell it's not a dream, and something's coming towards you, and it's the scariest thing I've ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I woke stuff up, just freak, turn every light on, freaked out. So I'd never had anything like that I saw, but I woke up and I like I tried to move, and it was like I couldn't move. It was so I when I I, I had a mushroom trip, and it was like when I was in the mushroom trip, it was like, you're looking. So if I'm looking straight away, you can still see, you know, what's beneath your eyes, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, I still had that feeling while I was on the mushrooms, but I was in this dark, like just, it was this darkness that just was, it's, it's not even a color. That's how dark it was. Mm -hmm. And it was as if I looked down, I felt myself look down and there was nothing there. So it was like, it's, it's your mind was entering another realm right and to an extent so i was in this area and then i went through like a ritual this lady came up uh, tall uh like uh babylonian egyptian type headdress had all these hieroglyphics and started speaking in some language that i've never heard but i was chanting it with her and like this was all like i was feeling all of this within my body mm -hmm. you know i was this was essentially just a like the most intense dream that I have ever had the in vision. my life. Like it, it is, it's like I, I woke up from it and I told Buck, I was like, dude, I know what an eternity feels like. Hmm. I, because the amount of time that I was, I, and he can tell you, I woke up several times and I was like, what year is it? And at one point I was like, man, I woke, I, I, this, I had this crazy dream that I had a wife and two kids and we lived in this place called Fishers. And he was like, <laughs> Well, you do, yeah. And yeah. but th but that is the time distortion. And then that he is goes, he he goes. So there's not an asteroid coming to this planet, man. It was. I, yeah. I, I was like, uh, well, not, okay, not maybe, in this but, dimension. Yeah. So so the so the whole manifestation thing. On my way to his house that night, there was a. Or, no, I'm sorry. I was listening to a podcast that uh, it was a guy talking about how they found a, a an asteroid and there's potential for it to hit Earth in like 2040 something. Mm -hmm. But be, because I heard it that night, and it was, in your, it was like, in your mind subconsciously, you hear asteroid. You know, it destroyed the dinosaurs. It it leaves craters in the earth. It destroys planets like that. You hear asteroid. That is a alarm. And apparently, I, I'm assuming because I heard that in in you know the context that it was in. Uh, and where I was at, I was laying, there was a light that was flashing and it was an mm -hmm. orange light. And it looked like, you know, if you're watching a movie about asteroids, it looked like there were asteroids coming out of the, fly, the, the, the sky and like hitting the ground. It was insane. Like the, the, so the, the question becomes the entity that you saw, the Egyptian headdress or whatever, is that an entity that already existed and came to you? Or is it an, an entity that your subconscious created and is now still in existence? Yeah. See, and that's, and that's, that's, that's what that's I That's the question myself. Archon's kind of is, which way does it come from? Do they exist and come to us or do we create them and put them into the realm? Right, and, and, and that I think that's the whole concept of, you know, I used to tell my daughter. Chicken or the egg sort of thing. Well, yeah. that, and I, I used to tell my daughter and my, and my kids, the world don't, like the world doesn't revolve around you. 
mm-hmm. but in reality it does because no one else to an extent for sure no one else has their perspective mm-hmm. like yep. the way they see the world is the way they see the world no one else sees it that yeah. way so in reality it the world does revolve around them yeah and and you kind of have to look at it that way not in a selfish way but just to understand like how the universe actually you know kind of handles itself and, and that whole mushroom trip that kind of allowed me to step back and and see things from a like an outside perspective like a fish eyes view almost of of the universe and and that it, you know we are connected to all of it and what we think about and what we put our intention to that does manifest things it may not manifest it today or 10 years from now it could be when you're gone like all this shit that's happening right now this could be a product of a lot of manifestations due to trauma that was built up from a number of people like there's all kinds of different ways that this all like where we're at right now could have could have came from but i but i think the intention on a subject and the like like you said the um the focus on a certain subject that manifests things and that creates gods if you will for sure and and like um and i i think that the whole like like when it comes to archons the fact that we have a name for them and that they have a description and that there are people that that do believe in these entities and that you know that there are people that have studied them but they're you in know, movies and and mm-hmm. that would that would people would say like that stuff doesn't happen for things that don't exist mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so when we talk about a phrase like existence you know what does it mean to exist does mm-hmm. that mean you have to exist in the physical realm because i'll tell you right now a lot of things that we that derive our behavior do not exist in a physical realm. I mean, money doesn't exist in a yeah. physical realm anymore. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, now it, it does have a have a have a lot more, you know, um, kind of physical manifestations. But I'm, I guess I'm talking about things like, you know, um, uh, the you old, know, the old standard of love. Yes, exactly. That's hate. a great love and hate. That that was kind of where I was getting Faith. with that. Is is is, you know, love and hate are two things that that have to exist to um in order for them to exist you know that's the duality we've talked about it a million times but there has been such a drive towards hatred you know mm-hmm. what i mean like like um the the qanon thing is something that that is should be studied for million i mean not millions but should be studied for a very long time because for two reasons one it was either one of the most masterful psyops that's ever been pulled off or two it uh was something exposing just how susceptible the human mind or the human condition is to an idea mm-hmm. to now most of the stuff um now uh, most of the stuff that QAnon presented was existed in a digital space mm-hmm. was information that manifested in certain ways physi- physically mm-hmm. and were all those ways positive no but there were a lot of positive physical manifestations that came out of the ideas mm-hmm. of QAnon like one of my biggest issues with that documentary is the fact that they were talking about how well all these people started caring about you know save the children only because of QAnon well if people who were major in that movement could not get the public to give a shit and then all of a sudden this movement comes along and makes the public give a shit and then all of a sudden they crap on it 
And then all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. They start like, well, now's a good time to start Save the Children. Yeah. Sure, it, it absolutely is. And there are a lot of great organizations doing great things that utilize that mm-hmm. hashtag. And we broke it down in a in a pretty cool way. And you know that is something that that just gets completely swept under the rug when you think about that sort of thing. Um, but but the reason I bring that up specifically is because a lot of the com- conversation around it is driven with hate. Mm-hmm. And you can say that we hate QAnon. Because uh, they Trump. said this about this person, yes, because be, because they supported Trump and so on and so forth, and and it's like why, why does it take why why do you require spending energy to hate this? Mm-hmm. You're consciously making the decision to hate this, and if you're not consciously making the decision, someone's making the decision for you. Right. There is some part of your brain that is choosing to hate this, mm-hmm. and if you're doing that based on simply a news report that you watched, or the news that you watch says you should hate it, and there you do, and you don't know why, then that's mind control. Mm-hmm. Someone is controlling your emotions through media, and that is mind control and yep. like so we can break down and talk about rah rah mk ultra woo woo you know gateway shit but you can break it down almost as simply as that you yep. know what i mean and it's repetition yeah absolutely and there have been several times i've asked you know members of my family and even some friends i'm like why are you watching this you're like i don't know i just do every day yeah like, it's their like, source of drama it's a, it's a dopamine release it's, in, in and it's also way. it's routine it's you know, ritual like think or, about think or, about uh, riding uh, a roller coaster yeah like you're on the brink of death essentially yeah but it's the greatest thing after you yeah. get off and, of and it. there's people i won't name names but family or in-law family so to speak that well why do you why do you flip around cnn msnbc fox News? well i just want to hear what these dickheads have to say yeah and it's like well all why? you're doing is sitting around getting mad yeah. yes and then you're going to regurgitate what you did like about it, what yeah. you didn't like. Yeah. And it's and it's like, you know, and then you're going to go find your echo chamber. Right. And then you're just going to repeat. You're gonna, only going to talk to people that agree with you. And then right. when people don't agree with you, you don't know how to react because you don't know what information is correct and isn't. You just know what you have heard and what you haven't. Right. And the crazy and, thing is they're not even consciously aware of it. Yeah. It's it's a subconscious tactic that is used, like you said, to help to to control the masses essentially. Yeah. Like the medicine is not a pill anymore. The medicine is is the reality TV shows, the the uh, drama that you see from the news, the murder that you see on movies. You know that oh, it's just a movie. So well, no, your mind still looks at that as murder. Somebody mm-hmm. is dying, and mm-hmm. you're showing trauma to your brain every single time mm-hmm. that you watch something like that. I'm not yeah. saying don't go and watch it, sure, but when you're more mindful, when you can of watch it, it responsibly, yeah, and when you're more mindful of it, and then then when something along those lines, you know, comes across like let's say you see somebody getting shot and you're video recording it well that's what they want they they, they don't want you to go in there right. and, and and start you know trying you're to so stop used them. to watching it through a screen exactly that you, your automatic response is to keep watching it and also screen. yeah yeah and and you know if if you t- if you take the camera off of what's happening you know, you may not have a shot to go viral with. Right. And because that's how a lot of people find acceptance, that's what's going to come come into their priority as opposed to, you know, making sure that this person doesn't hurt this yeah, other person, right. whether they wear a badge or oh not. Oh, my God. I wonder yeah. how many how many views I'm going to get with this. Meanwhile, yes. this person is literally being murdered in yep. front of right. them. And Absolutely. that's the mind control. That's the, right. oh, well, this is more important than saving somebody's life, possibly. Yeah. Even though I could get in trouble for a few days yeah. or for maybe a week, you know, the 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 most important thing is that I get this on social media, right? Yeah. And you know that kind of leads us to our closing out song tonight. Uh, we have had an awesome episode. 
Um, we needed a lot more time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we, got, we, we got, got plenty of more. Yeah, we got yeah. plenty of more episodes with for, Matt, sure. for sure. And we want to do a, we want to break down the Q documentary for anyone who hasn't watched it. Go watch it. It's full of information that I wish I uh, would have had. You know, that there were a lot of people that, you know, did offer the whole, you know, Q is a LARP thing, which, you know, obviously is the most easiest basic answer there is. You know what I mean? But I had no one that explained to me why they thought that. And, and like the other, a, the other question to ask, and this is not in defense or support. Sure, the guy who hosted the documentary was a film student at a private university in Washington that received massive grants from the Gates Foundation while he was there in the late '90s. Bill Gates Sr. Uh, spoke at their commencement in like yeah. 2007, and then a few years ago they gave another massive amount of money for information technology studies to several universities including that one to get students into studying just this exact type of thing that's yeah. interesting so when it, did when did he start recording this 2018 is when the is yeah. when he started filming the documentary which was really before like q didn't start until the end of 2017 it's like right. so, like october like 2017 yeah, yeah. yeah and um uh and so it was around 2018 that this guy just happened to get it upon his Self to be like you know he what just happened to be a documentary maker I should that just start happened to start asking this. his neighbors and yeah, yeah. That, that that's what's so interesting like why yeah. of all things would you go to this like there's so many other things that you could have right you, yeah. you know going through a program after. that was funded by the Gates Foundation yeah for sure and they brag about it on their website yeah on the university website um so uh yeah we we, we will break that all down to de- into detail but in order to enjoy that ep- that episode to the, to its full extent go to yeah. HBO watch Q into the storm it's or go to uh, Bit shoot and search for it because yeah. you can get it for free that way. If you don't yeah, know. there you go. Hey, all down for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we are going to go out to throw away your television by the good old Red Hot Chili <laughs> Peppers, and uh, this is actually the live at Slane Castle. I watched this for the first time on a PSP. I was on a road trip, and one of my buddies happened PSP? to have a couple DVD. Yeah, I watched this on a PSP. They had the DVD version <laughs> the live little, at Slane Castle. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. actually bought the DVD after this because it's such a dope ass live um, thing. You'll see why it's dope. It's filmed at a castle in scotland oh, um but there's tons fuck. of people there it's dope uh but this is throw away your television by uh, red hot chili peppers guys thanks so much for coming out nick where can the people find you in oaks 55 on all social media dope uh where is what's your blog again uh, it's history politics theory dot wordpress dot com absolutely go maybe, check that maybe out one of these days i'll actually buy a domain but yeah you know, hey, i'll take hey. the free for now sure um and y'all you can find me at uncle buck's house on all forms of social media um i will uh see y'all uh, at some point at a show down the road um do not forget to uh uh check out Rose war championship those tickets are coming may may 15th and also chris katan coming up may 22nd get the those tickets uh they will be gone soon um let's see we very last thing follow the podcast at uncle bucks podcast thank you so much we're actually peppers ta-ta I love John Frusciante so much. Like, I liked Red Hot Chili Peppers, but then I, when he joined the band, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Such a major part of bringing that band to the next level. He might be a god. Throw away your
I think we make people gods. Exactly. That reminds me of a story. Someone we went to high school with when he was at IU, he had an um, exchange student as a roommate. And this individual, his initials were BS, I'll leave it at that. Um, you probably know who I'm talking about. He had a Jimi Hendrix poster that had a bunch of Hindu gods on it around him. Well, the exchange student was from India and he was Hindu and he said, well, this is offensive to me because it's making light of my gods. And our friend said, well, in the music world, this is kind of one of our gods. You know, he's like, this is a sign of respect, you know, to this guy. And they kind of got into it over it. And I don't know what the result was, but I just remember it was like, well, you know, there's different types of gods for different things and different interpretations. He's the chili god. And the drummer that looks like Will Ferrell. <laughs> That's such a powerful line. Re reinvent your intuition. Throw away your yeah. television. Reinvent your intuition. Because that's what so much of the media says you know, now. Do you know what year yeah. this was? This was 2006, it was, maybe? It was when shit started to get really fucked yeah. up. Yeah. I just always wonder what's, what the context is. This came off the, the album that they did, Danny, uh, not Danny California, but they did uh, The Other Side and... Uh, uh, it was the album after Californication. It uh, had a uh, stadium. By the way, by the way, okay. By the way, was the name of the album. I love Flea so much. That that is powerful in itself. It's a repeat. Stop watching it. Yeah. Released 2002 on the By the Way album. Oh shit! Right after 9/11. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant when did the live at Slane Castle? Oh, no, I meant the song itself. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. So, yeah, the song was around then, yeah. Yeah, 2002 is what it Shout out here. to my cousin for buying me that record for Christmas. Nice. It opened me up to a whole nother realm of love for music, yeah. <laughs> Dude, there has to be 200,000 people there. At least. Before COVID. But the UK brings massive people out for festivals, like festivals and concerts. There was a time oh, people yeah. wouldn't perform there super often, like festivals and concerts. But then they started Glastonbury. Yeah. Dude, the Glastonbury Festival gets half a million people. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, pre-COVID, but didn't Metallica set the record for like largest gathering in world history or whatever? It was like over a million people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was. I, I thought that was in like Rio de Janeiro, maybe, maybe not. Here's here's some. Um, I pull up the lyrics. Renegades with fancy gauges slay the plague for it's contagious. There's a castle right there. Isn't that a dope fucking scene? Hell yeah. 
Live music is so much better. It's the, tr- it's the way it was meant to be consumed. Hells yeah.